TK Kirkland show. Yeah. Pay attention, really listen, I hope you understand. Execute your vision, go and get it, be a man. Save your money, motherfucker, for another day. We got the book and the album on the fucking way. This generation is full of hate. Always wearing what the next man making. They never want to see the next man making. 2018, let's have a gangster conversation. Like how to treat a woman. Take care of your kids. Gotta take responsibility for what you did. I do it to inspire. Take your mind a little higher. Like her name on a degree. Not her name on a flyer. Yeah, boss moves. We just doing what a boss do. We all now and we off you. It's true. The TK Kirkland Show. What's up, ladies? Mr. TK Kirkland. How are you? I'm doing fine. Why are you trying to sound all sexy? We're doing business. See, I'm not even trying to sound sexy. This is my natural voice. Oh, uh, okay. Voice. All right. Don't be trying to holler at me. What's going on? I'm not going to do it today. Not today. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the TK Kirkland Show. As always, I try to bring um, extraordinary people with information and knowledge. And today we want to talk about Miss um, Tia L. Diaz. Is that correct, young lady, Diaz? Tia D. KSDs? KSDs. Okay, explain that. I don't see the K in here, so how is it KSDs? I said Taya, like. Okay, Taya, but on your book you have Tia Ds, so I'm confused. Okay, so my mom is an English teacher. However, somewhere along the line, my name is Taya, but spelled T-I-A. Okay. I've been trying to convince all my teachers of this all my life as long as right. I've been forever known. So, oh, and then I my understand. last name is a family name. So it's D. Right. Like, he's nuts, but D. Right, <laughs> right. Okay. So I grew up in Jersey City, went to a public school, got a master's degree, right? So right, right now your, your damn name is Tia. Look. Tia D. <laughs> I am an auntie. I am an auntie. However, your name is the only thing you have. Yeah. Yourself. So yeah. this one right here is, is Taya D. Okay, we're going to rock with that because the, the day is your day. It's all about you. Yeah, it's your day. <laughs> so um, I met this young lady in Virginia. She walked mm-hmm. to the mission, gave me her books, and you touched on a, a topic I thought was very interesting that um, men and women need to know around the world, really, about domestic violence. Yes, sir. And I want men to understand that, the, and men and women, that domestic violence does not um, um, prove anything. It doesn't get any results. And I really want people to get in control of their emotions. So uh, explain to me, let's take your book first, um, Figurative. Key. Yes, sir. All right. Explain that to me, to the toxic, toxic cycle, toxic cycles. So explain this book to me. Mm-hmm. And that way I can tell my fans in public, you know, people around the world to pick it up and read it and maybe we can inspire yeah. them and get them some wisdom. Because you said, first thing first, don't become who you hurt. Explain. Yes. Um, first things first, don't become who hurts you. Um, I know in my life, uh, growing up the way that I did, I saw a lot of things and I endured a lot of things. But mm-hmm. I never spoke about them. 
me and mm-hmm. my husband vocal. I literally internalized all my hurt and all my pain and things of that sort because at a certain point, I felt like nobody really cared. You know, right. I care about myself, but I didn't feel like other people were going to listen to my voice when I said, oh, you hurt me. You did this. Mm-hmm. So I became bitter. And when I say okay. bitter, I had a attitude before you even approached me. Right, know? towards other men? Towards other men, towards women who wanted to be in my life in a way that my mother should have been in my life. It, mm-hmm. it was bad. It's, I literally became what I didn't want to be, what I saw other people be. Okay. And it it was to the point where I had to do a reality check. Um, my mother was a good mother. And mm-hmm. I, I'm saying that because she taught me everything that I needed to know in order to survive to this day. Did she teach me how normal parents teach me? Not exactly. My mother kind of taught me most things in reverse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. While other parents might sit here and say, you're doing this, you're wonderful. My mom was like, no, that's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Do that. And at a certain point, I became that person. Like, everything that somebody would say to me, I'm like, oh, no, that's not good enough. Do that. Right. But I learned that she wasn't doing that so I would become that person. She was doing that so she would elevate how I wanted my standards to be so I could make other people better. Mm-hmm. And... It, it was just a matter of internalizing everything that people gave me um, because with my mom, it was like that. But when it came to my relationship, like when I started having actual functioning relationships with men, mm-hmm. whatever they put into me, I put out. Right. So and that's normal. Energy, that's about right. It, it, the energy yeah, they I gave mean, me. If a, if a man puts it good, if a man puts it good, it normally comes back that you do good. If a man comes back. Um, being full of shit or evil or abusive. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, you become that person. Right, you become that person. Home, so guess what? My mentality was that of a hoe. Like, okay. men, men would come to me and they'd be like, oh, all I want is this. So you know what? All I wanted from men at a certain point was that. Mm-hmm. Right. But it was me with the problem. You know, mm-hmm. and, and it's hard because you. I, I want to sit here and say, oh, all men ain't shit. No. It wasn't the fact that all men ain't shit. It was the fact that I became not shit because I was dating eight shit men. That's right. You were a reflection of the reflection of the person you were seeing. Correct. I you mm-hmm. I literally became the person that kept hurting me. Right. I, I had to take steps back and understand what was going on with my life. Like, what am I trying to do? Where am I trying to go? And it's it's so easy to blame it on other people. This person <laughs> did this to me. So I'm going to do this instead of, okay, so what what did that person teach me so that I can do better? I know certain things happened when I was growing up, and I don't blame my mom for it. Do I feel like it could have been approached a different way? Yeah, but I'm not mad at her. But I know now in my motherhood with my son, well, I'm raising this young king, what I can and cannot do. Right. So a lot of times when things hurt me, now I, I actually take the time to reflect on them and say, okay. okay, how do I do what I'm doing in a way so it doesn't hurt other people? Okay. All right. So now I see you really long-winded, so I'm going to have to stop you in certain places <laughs> so we can get through on certain challenges. It's okay. You know, I'm just crazy. You know, so now with um, with that, and I respect that, I think people need to know that, that you um, – Whoever you date, you, you're a reflection of that person. 
Now, yes. what about this about don't allow temporary motion guide lifetime decisions? Explain that part. The easiest way to say that to you, so we not long-winded, <laughs> would be that uh, you can't allow how you feel in a moment to adapt how you are transparent to people, and you can't allow how you feel in a moment to change everything that's going to happen along the way. Just because I'm mad at you in this moment because you did some some messed up crap to me mm-hmm. doesn't mean that I'm supposed to say something that could literally change how you operate with me. You right, because that's true. You're right. You, you change but once it comes out, with words, man. Yeah, so once it comes out your mouth, you can't take it back. You cannot take it back. And I mm-hmm. keep telling my students, because I'm a teacher now, I right. literally tell them, I said, all you have is your name and your character. Right. How you act in a moment is how people are going to talk about you. Yes, true. It doesn't matter how upset I get. I don't say negative things to them because I realize I can't take that back. I can be mm-hmm. the reason why one child decides that they're not going to do what it is that they need to do. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, most of these, these children, they're not like, let me think of the best one. They're not actively involved with their parents. I am right. their parent. Mm-hmm, that's true. When they come You're to right. school, they, they depend on me for the things that they should be getting at home. Mm-hmm. So I have to me, become and, that person. And let me ask you a question with that as well. Do you see a change because of that when kids come to school that um, parents are not taking the time to really raise their children, right? Because I'm quite sure you see a lot of chaos. Um, You can tell the, the students that are raised in single-parent homes. You can tell the mm-hmm. children that are raised in homes with two parents that expect them to do better, and you can tell who was raised by the street because it's a mentality. It's a mentality thing no matter what. So I don't go in the classroom hoping to change the person because you can't fix anybody. That's that's what it is. But I Mm -hmm. hope to change their mentality because I look like them. They see me as a black, successful person. They don't Mm -hmm. look at it like, oh, she's a teacher. No, they literally look at me and say, oh, she made it. Right, right. And, you know, I, I give them brief synopsis of things that I went through in my past in order to let them know. Ms. Deesa had it easy. Like, I went through some stuff to get here. You know, I had to get myself together in order to be here to do this for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Because they all want to be able to feel like they can do it, too. Because okay. what I notice is most of them, don't, they don't feel that way. They don't believe in themselves. They don't love that themselves. That is so true. They don't try to articulate themselves. And it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. But it makes me grind that much harder, work that much better. Now, you're working on them to make sure that they read properly and pronounce their words. Because it, it, it's, it's, when I see rappers now with the mumble rapping and oh my God. people not able to speak and no personality. And it's like what you said, it, 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 people think it starts at school, but it really starts at home. It does. And, and I really want people to stop having babies if they really can't um, raise their kids properly. You know, just because you see a girl with a fat booty or ladies attracted to a certain man that uh, you lay up, have a child, but you don't have a place to live. You've got chaos in your family, et cetera, et cetera. It's just not the way to live, you know, so... I just really want people to take heed and and to understand what message that we're trying to get out because these are the consequences when they get to you, correct? That is very, very true. Honestly, it's babies raising babies because mm-hmm. these parents 
that are having these children are are 15, 16, and then they pass them on to they, their mothers. So I have grandmothers that are raising the children, and then right. they have a messed up mentality because their parents, their mother and their father, are not in their life. They're living with grandmother. They don't know what it, – it's frustrating because when they talk to you, you can hear it. You can hear okay. it on top of her. You know, they are Right, right. And, and they're saying, about oh, my grandmother didn't have this. Right. Go ahead. I'm listening. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, mm-hmm. My grandmother didn't have this. My grandmother didn't have that. Miss Steve, do you have this so I can buy a locker? It, it's, wow. it's different. And, you know, as a teacher, I make but so much. But if a child comes to me and I, I know their situation, they say, hey, Miss Steve, can I have this because I don't have this at home? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not the type. I'm going to give it. Right. A lot of these these Because these kids are hurt. This year mm-hmm. are in homes with like six and seven brothers, Okay. And they wow. they wear the same clothes every other day. Wow. And, and you wonder where does it end? What mm-hmm. what makes this happen? And you you talk to them about their parents and things like that, and you will never ever ever hear these kids talk bad about their parents, whether they're right. good or not. And yeah, unconditional love. It's, it's, it's such a beautiful thing, but then it's a, a deafening thing because I'm talking to one of my students, a young lady, and she was like, yeah, the last time I saw my mom, I was like two. And I teach eighth grade, so she's 13 now. And she was like, but I know she's making it big because she just had a, another baby by an artist. And I'm not going to wow. say his name. But, um, she said she had seen her mom since she was two. Since she was two. She lives with grandma. Um, but her mom just had a baby by a rapper, right? And so um, she was like, yeah, she sends money home for me so I can get nice things. But she doesn't talk to me because she says that she has to maintain that image. She did not bash her mother at all in that conversation. At all. Uh, mm-hmm. But you could tell she was hurt that her mom doesn't care enough to be in her life. And right. She to me and she says, and you're always telling us how you love us and that you're not going to leave us, you're going to keep up with us after this. And I believe you, Missy. Like, mm-hmm. you're doing what my mom should be doing. And I know she right. should be doing it. But I'm okay because you're here. I can't mm-hmm. get that mother at all. You know, they say teachers, we don't make enough and we don't do this. I, I get enough from those kids because they believe in me. They literally look at me and they see somebody that made it out and still wants to help them. Right. So they start believing in themselves. They change. Mm-hmm. From the first day I have that child to that last day after they pass their test, mm-hmm. they done, it's, it's a difference. They become different people. But now, I really do you don't think, invest in those kids. Do you think that own. from not having the parents and all kinds of just the least to the stuff that we're talking about, the best thing about, because I don't want to get start talking about the children because I still want to stay focused on your book. Do you think that leads to it? To of somewhat? course. Mm-hmm. Not having the good examples and having all this social media with all this foolishness on it, and I mm-hmm. say foolishness because it's foolishness to me. I yeah, it is foolishness. I agree. Hit men, and I'm, and it's more prevalent. You know, men tend to deal with it in a different way because it's that pride issue. But I know right. a whole bunch of females who hit on their men, and right. it's, it's it's wrong to me because he can't hit you back, and if right. he hits you back. You're going to get the police involved. 
And when mm-hmm. police guns involved, he becomes a criminal of the, of the state. Now he's already a black statistic. He's not going to be able to get where he needs to be in life in order for him to exit out the mentality that it was okay for him to do it in the first place. Right. It, it, it's because people see a whole lot of violence, and it's associated right. with black culture. They think mm-hmm. it's okay. It's acceptable. And so when you're brought up that way and then you get into an actual relationship, you think it's acceptable. I thought it was right. acceptable at first because okay. me and my ex-boyfriend, we fought. Like, you know, he would hit me and I would hit him back. Uh-huh. And he's such a tiny little lady. Really? Yeah, I'm small. So, like, somebody <laughs> would know not to even touch you. That's crazy. Yeah, and it just it got bad because when you become pregnant, you don't really have, you're not quick. You, I'm going to be honest with you. You're not quick, and you don't have any defense. Mm-hmm. So when I got to that place, um, and I really got beat up to the point where, you know, I got broken ribs, a fractured skull, and broken nose. It's, Somebody did that to you? Yeah, that's that's. Babe, that's you only weigh like 50 pounds, babe. Yeah, I was pregnant when it happened, actually. It it. Oh. It was the wake-up call of all times because while I was pregnant, I was still going back and forth, and I'm still fighting him and everything like that. So mm-hmm. it, it didn't and see, and this is what, if, if you follow my show, I talk about that too. you got to know who you're fucking. A lot yeah. of you guys don't know who you're fucking. You know, you get caught up in the moment and think that person is nice or whatever, and it's just that bad now. In this thing, he says, um, in Chapter 3 of the book, uh, Toxic Cycles, you have um, Don't Allow Anger to Cloud Your Judgment. That is transparent as I come. When I tell you mm-hmm. anger will make you do some things mm-hmm. that you couldn't do in the first place and that have, like, lifetime restitutions after you do them. Mm-hmm. But what I notice is anger only lasts as long as you let it. Right. If if you look at the blessings that God gives you, despite what the devil tries to do, you wouldn't get as angry at things, mm-hmm. especially because most situations can be fixed by your mentality, your mindset, how you approach the issue. Right. Because I had a situation happen earlier in my life in which um, a neighbor decided to call the tow truck on me. Now, my mm-hmm. car was in the right place. I just didn't have my decal in sight. Mm-hmm. My thing about it is, you could have came and knocked on my door. Knocked, 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 hey, your decal's not showing. Can you move it, blah, blah, blah. No, you called the tow truck so that I got to pay $255 to go get my truck. Right. It, and, you know, I, I've been angry about it. You know, I've been, like, mm-hmm. literally in this moment, like, I'm going to flatten her. T- you know, I'm angry. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get my revenge. And then I literally had to take a step back and say, but I got an opportunity to be on a show coming up soon. I have to, you know, my book is selling. I have people telling me I'm changing their lives and their mindsets, how they're going about things. My student scores on their last test was really, really high. Everybody was surprised because it right. started out real low. I have way too many blessings for me to sit here in a moment of anger and focus on something that doesn't even concern me. Right, it's true. That's true. That happened, and what happened after my show at Caroline's last night, 
show was great. Two sold out shows. Thank you, New York City, and get ready, Denver. We can make this up at the Bunny Bone. After the show, apparently, it was just miscommunication. A gentleman from Jersey was walking past the guy's girl. Apparently, I think they said something I couldn't understand. And they was about to really go to blows. Now, my dumb man is trying to get in the middle. After I got, they were so right. They were so frustrated mm-hmm. and so angry. They didn't even recognize me. Right. The dude was like, who the fuck are you? I'm trying to block stuff. Like, like, yo, you just saw me perform, but because he was so angry, he didn't know he had blacked out. So I just walked away because I didn't want to get caught up in it because I didn't want to be in a bad situation. But this is what I'm talking about with, uh, with anger that people don't think of the consequences. And to the fans, listen, when you get ready to get into an argument or you think you're tough, I'll let you know. These, the, the, the society, police officers, if they don't kill you first because you're black, they got a place for yeah. you. They will lock your ass the fuck up. And you better start changing your mindset because you know they get rid of bail, right? They get rid of bail bondsmen. Correct. Meaning yeah. you're in there. You're stuck until you're that stuck. trial day comes. Until your trial day. And you try to say it's going to be based on the DA discretion and but you already know what they're going to do. They're going to hold you in there until you try date. The frustrating part is I have a lot of young African-American students that I'm teaching mm-hmm. them, And right. their image of how to deal with uh, discrepancies is, is horrible, that mentality, because mm-hmm. – you know, we're in this age where social media is bad, so they're mean to each other. They literally call each other all kinds of things. You know, I tell them to wash their mouth in general, not just around mm-hmm. wash their mouth. You never know. Right. But um, one of the students texted one of the other um, students' girlfriends, right? Mm-hmm. Not sure the extent of the conversation. So the boy literally grabs him up, like, you know how your grandma grabs you up by the collar? Right. He grabs him up, smashes him against the locker. It starts going ham. First of all, and the students were egging it on. They were like, "Yeah, who's his blah blah blah," and I'm like, "Are y'all serious?" Wow. Because now you've created a situation in which y'all think it's okay to fight. When mm-hmm. y'all get up older and you fight the wrong person, or you right. put yourself in a situation where you're around the wrong people, and something pops off and you're in jail. Or you're dead because worse comes to worse something. You smash your head open on a concrete or something. That's right. You look back at moments like this. Mm-hmm. I understand you're young and you think fighting is okay. It's not. And this is what one of my students said. They said, well, they do it on the reality shows, Ms. Dee, why we can't do it. Wow, that's crazy. It's all about what we're putting in these kids' minds. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the best person. You know, I still got some flaws. I'm working on myself. But mm-hmm. how I present myself, how I show myself to be true to them is how they, they learn. And a lot of them always say, well, Miss D, I don't get it. You're the only black teacher on the team. Why don't you talk ratchet and things of that sort? Because wow, this is crazy. It, and and it's, it's hurtful because I'm like, why do I have to be ratchet? Because I'm black? Mm-hmm. And like, well, I mean... That's how everybody else is. I mean, it's even the superstars, Missy. Like they don't, they don't talk properly. 
Like, I'm not supposed to talk properly. I'm going to be a rapper. I said, no, 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 sweetie. Because let me tell you something. One in a million people actually make it on the rap scene. So you don't right. have a backup plan. I mean, you need right. to articulate yourself. And if That's you don't right. have to articulate yourself, you need to know how to write. If you need mm-hmm. to know how to write, you need to learn how to read. So somewhere along the lines, you need math and you need English. Science and social studies, yeah, we're going to work on those. But you need to be able to read, write, and enunciate yourself. Because regardless of anything, if it doesn't work out there, you have to have a backup plan. If you have to sit here and be at McDonald's every day, you still got to write a doggone essay in order to be flipping birds. So That's you so need true. to figure it out. You got to figure it out. And to the people listening, please listen to what Ms. Taya is explaining. It takes all of us to raise, they say a village, but we have to raise a nation. Because I'm, I'm saying over the last 20 years, common sense is on a serious fucking decline. Common sense is not common anymore. Yeah, it's embarrassing. And I didn't understand it when I was yeah. young. I get it it's now. Em- it's embarrassing what's going on. And let's keep moving forward. Um, what about when you say don't protect their feelings because they can't deal with yours in your book? All right, so... I care about people, and that's just what it is. But I have mm-hmm. a tendency to protect their feelings okay. instead of sitting here and protecting mine. Meaning, if somebody is not on your level, and this and, and this is real life, if somebody mm-hmm. is not on your level, meaning you can't take them where you're trying to go, then you have to let them know that. But it's, it's a way to say it, and it's a, it's a way to do it. In certain environments, I've taken people that I should have left years ago with me to functions and events, and they they've acted themselves, of course, quote unquote, mm-hmm. acted themselves, and they ruined an opportunity for me. Meaning, I could not progress where I need to be because I didn't have the balls to tell them, "Hey, look, this is not what you can do in my life. This is mm-hmm. not what you can do." But sometimes. Most times we safeguard people's feelings because we don't want their feelings hurt. But we don't right. care about ours in that. You know, self-love is, is real powerful. When I started mm-hmm. to love myself the way that I needed to, I stopped allowing people to treat me less than what they deserve to. You know? Right. It's mm-hmm. that point where you have to tell somebody, hey, look, the way you carry yourself, I can't be associated with. That's true. This is not I, I, I can allow my life because other people are going to think that is how I carry myself. And it's not mm-hmm. Because regardless of what people say, perception is way more important than reality. Say that one more time. Perception is way more important than reality. How Mm -hmm. people perceive who you are is is always going to trump what you really are. Mm -hmm. How my students see me, how they perceive who I am and everything, is way more important than the reality of who I am. And that's, that's just what it is. What I give them in order to perceive, in order for their brain to process, okay, she cares about us. This is why she does this. This is why she does that. Mm -hmm. How they see me, cool. That's how they're going to take it going forward. That's the impact I made on their life. But the reality of it is they don't know that I struggle just to make my bills get paid in order to give them the the simple stuff that I give them. They, they They don't need to know that. All they know is, Okay, my teacher, she looks like me. She acts like me sometimes, but she cares about me. She's articulate. She knows what she's doing, and she made it. She went to college. She she pursued her dreams, and she right. didn't let other people tell me no. So now, regardless of the things that I'm struggling with, 
Mm-hmm. I just need them to see that they're going to make it. Now, when you say that, I'm looking and you say, like, don't give up because it's hard, push through until it's easy. That's similar to what you're talking about now, correct? Right. It's a grind mm-hmm. It's literally. God got a blessing with my name on it. It, it, don't, mm-hmm. have, it don't have nobody else's name on it. It's my name on it. But right. until I, I have that mindset that I have to keep doing these things with the intentions of blessing others, I didn't start getting my blessings. Right. It, it's, it's just a matter of being able to look at your destination and understand that you will get there, but you have to put in work. A lot of people like to pray about things. Oh, I right. prayed about this. It's done. No, no, no. Faith without mm-hmm. work is dead. You have to pray about it. Then you have to write it down. Then you have to plan it out. Then you have to set it up. And then you have to grind. Until right. You, get you have to execute. I totally agree. I mean, I totally literally, agree. when I first put this book out, um, May 10th was when I first put out Figure the Keys to Locked Doors. And mm-hmm. I had only sold 29 copies. And I was mm-hmm. mad because, you know, I had all these people, oh, my gosh, I love you. I'm going to buy the book, blah, blah, blah. Or two weeks go by. Nobody has brought the book outside of those 29 pre-orders. And right. Because I, I don't order. I literally set all my, my uh, summer money aside. I got right. to know school, and I invested in myself. I self-published. Mm-hmm. I got That's it right. Blah, blah, blah. I got it done. I ordered 206 cassettes. I said, I'm going to sell these things. Mm-hmm. Man, when nobody buys a book, I call my dad. <laughs> I said, Dad, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but I'm ready to, I'm ready to cut rugs. Uh, and he was like, okay, well, this is what you do. Instead of you relying on the people who are in your inner circle and around you, reach out to strangers because strangers are always going to support you a little bit more than the people that are in your circle. So I literally got on the social medias. I started contacting all the libraries. I started going to these festivals, putting money up front, way more money up front. Mm-hmm. But a Moja festival, I sold like 600 copies. Right. To strangers because they literally look at me, listen to my story and say, okay, well, I want to invest in you. Mm-hmm. This, is where I want, this is where I want to go. But I'm telling you, had I just quit when those 29 people buy that book. Right. I wouldn't be here now. Cause because it's a good I, book. Yeah, I'm at almost mm-hmm. 20, let's see, I'm at like 2,300 so right now. Okay, good. So now you're taking this money and, and reinvesting into the, into the school? I actually buy a whole bunch of stuff for my kids. I have a separate account. So mm-hmm. half of it I reinvest uh, back into my books. Because I have to, and then right. I have to have goals into making sure my students have what they need. So my incentive with my kids now is every Friday, if they don't get any demerits, which is when, you, when you're when bad at school, you get a demerit, or if mm-hmm. they don't have any phone calls home or anything like that, I buy them Chick-fil-A. And I've been doing right. this for a while. I did it back okay. when I was at um, Norview as well because I trained right. in school. And mm-hmm. people don't seem to understand. That's, that's my money out of pocket. It, it, right. That's not. It, look, they're like, oh, that's your book sales money. No, that's my money because I invested in myself. That's my return. Mm-hmm. But I believe enough in these students that if I have to give them incentives for them to stay out of trouble and for them right. to stay where they need to be, I will do it. Now, do you and have a website? Know? Yes, I have a website. It's easy. Okay. It's www.figurativekeys.com. And all my info is up there. Now, and no disrespect to the people listening, can you spell figurative and all that kind of stuff for the people? I want to make sure they get it right. Okay, figurative. 
F as in fine for family, I as in igloo, G as in goat, U as in umbrella, R as in rabbit, A as in apple, T as in Taya, I as in igloo, V as in Victor, and E as in uh, elephant. And okay, then all right. Okay, K-E-Y-S, okay. So K-E-Y-S. now to the, to the fans listening, this is how we're going to do. We're going to support this young lady so that she can uh, keep supporting the kids and out here making a difference because we try to support and help people who are truly out here making a difference. And that's extremely, extremely important to me. And when I was reading, I said, oh, man, I wanted to keep my word. I met this young lady at one of my comedy shows in Virginia. And she came up to me. We took a picture with a book. So I said, you know what? I'm going to put you on my show because I loved your energy. But I know you're getting your ass beat like that. And I know that you oh, was really trying to help the kids. And I just want people to take your story and um, try to apply it as much as they can to control their emotions and to people who really want to make a difference to help buy your book. Cause, now, how much is your book, young lady? It is twenty one ninety nine on Amazon, but mm-hmm. that's why I tell people to go to my website. If you go to my website, it's only eighteen ninety nine. Okay. And then I also sign all the copies that you order. I give you a personal message because it gives me your name and everything like that. I send them right. out. I have T-shirts as well, the figurative T-shirts because it's all mm-hmm. about the growth. Right. Um, but I literally, I want relationships with my readers. I, I've had a lot of people come back to me and say, okay, well, can we talk about this in this book? How did you get over this and how do you do this? I love talking to people, as you said, uh-huh. long with it. We, we right, yeah, you long with it. So. You, can, you, can, you can really write a script. Yeah, we, we can do this. We can do this. Mm-hmm. So I, I always want people no, 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 not me, but you can write a script. I'm, I'm not going to do it with you. I'm just letting you know you're so long-winded that you can do that. But I know I'm messing with you. You know I got a party as well. <laughs> hey, and I do too. So uh-huh. yeah, I can tell you go blow blow with me. I can tell. I see you sharp. You gotta have it. You gotta keep that same energy. Now, I, now let me ask you a question because you just said okay. something that I thought very interesting. Do you also feel that when you was fighting, that you even though um, he was mad? He could have walked away for some reason. It sounds like you got a mouth on you. It sounds like you was talking that you can. I'm not saying you did. It's like you talk a lot, and I need you to be truly honest. Some a man should never hit you, but you was being greasy with that that mouth. Am I right or wrong? Of course. And now let me tell you. Let me stop you. Yeah, let me stop you for a second, and I'm gonna let you finish. Ladies, I want to share something with you. A tongue, a woman's mouth, is like a gun to me. That's the weapon we got. It's like a gun. And you can't beat a man. Don't try to beat him. Because, see, even though a man shouldn't touch you guys, sometimes you've got to prevent things, too. You've got to, got to, have, you've got to forward think. You have to forward think because you got to say to yourself, okay, even though this man talking shit to me or whatever, what is the solution? I gotta walk away before I say something to this man to make him smack me or make me hurt me, or because you know in today's world, like the kids say, "Why well, you not ratchet?" But I know 
you ladies will say, you little dick motherfucker, you uncircumcised, um, um, big balls, your balls bigger than your dick, big heads. Like, things like that can send a man into rage. So, ladies, you have to control your emotions as well, as same as a man. Because a man can only take so much. You can talk shit, but if you keep talking shit, a nigga going to snap. So I need men to control their emotions because you shouldn't put your hand on a woman. A woman should hit a man. But at the same time, ladies, please, if you can't control your emotions, because if you didn't know, the mouthpiece is a man's kryptonite. It truly is. And I felt it towards while you was talking. You said, TK, I got got a small mouth too. And I was like, bam. Because it's not like, no, no disrespect. It wasn't like you're not innocent or whatever. But, and I'm not saying that it's right. Uh, and I'm not saying that it's right. I'm saying in the real world, what affects these guys as well. I think the hardest lesson that I had to learn in my life when it came to the domestic violence was mm-hmm. to take accountability. And right. it's hard it's hard for us to say, Okay, well I was wrong. This is why this happened. This is it is hard. It is frustrating, it's hard because all you want to do is place the blame on somebody and say, Oh, I'm a victim but at the end of the day I'm never a victim. I'm a survivor. I survived right. and I put myself in. I stayed. And you know, that's why I can mm, you stayed too? I stayed. Mm-hmm. I didn't stay after I got beat up, but I stayed okay. in that situation after I saw those warning signs of Pay a lease. And that's, right. that's another thing. Like, because I thought I could fix people, because I just knew I'm giving him the best love he ever had in his life, he going to change who he is. No, no, uh-huh. no. Have the reality check. Take the time to Because you could have left a long time ago before it escalated to this point. And that's mm-hmm. literally why I'm telling these girls it's not, oh, I want y'all to say fuck men. No, what I want you to do is love yourself enough to be with a man that loves you enough that he's going mm-hmm. Situation, and I think it's it's also that 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 issue of everybody feels like they need to have somebody. It's okay right. to be alone, man. It's okay right, that's true. to be alone and get your shit together for yourself. Mm-hmm. I hated being alone for so long, so I subjected myself to being whoever decided to be with me, and it right. messed me up, man. It, it mentally it messed me up. But when mm-hmm. I got to that place where I can honestly say, "Okay, Taylor, this is who you are." And you're going to be this person whether or not you have a man in your life. Things started working out in my favor. Okay. That's good. Huh? I mean, I'm like, I'm sorry that you had to go through all that, but you have to no, go through me. something to teach something. You know, right. if you haven't gone through it, you can't teach nobody anything. And even though I'm glad that you're able to tell your story and to tell the the people out here, how to survive. And I want to, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. I want you to get this young lady's book, help support her and the kids at the school. And can you tell them both names of the books that we were discussing? Okay, so Figurative Keys to Life Doors. That's the first one. It's a bright yellow book. It'll catch your attention whenever you see it. It's all about self love. Um, because I was in that domestic violence relationship, I can honestly say I did not love myself the way I needed to. And so trying to maneuver through that, that part of my life where I had to let him go, I wrote right. poetry. And so my poetry is in there, but it's also activities. It's self-help activities where you write in the book. 
So it's not like it's a one-sided, this is my story. It's a mm-hmm. two-sided. Let me help you while I'm helping myself. And so that's the first one. And then figurative keys to toxic cycles. This one actually broke me down. I had a major depression stage writing this book because I had to deal with myself. I had to take right. accountability for half my actions. Well, I say half because I'm still dealing with some of them. Um, I had right. to grow in order to write this one because it was a lot of things within this book that I'm still learning to, to get out of doing. Okay. But I can't, I can't practice what I don't preach. So right. While I'm writing this book, I literally am, am telling you this is what you shouldn't do because I've been there, and I'm trying okay. to get past it. And it's it's interactive as well. So you're writing in the book. You, what we don't understand is if you don't connect the reading to the writing piece, you mm-hmm. don't really learn it. And I I learned that as a teacher. Okay. I read a lot of books, and it sometimes they'll go in, they'll stay there for a while, but then they'll go out. But mm-hmm. if you actually read and write, you connect the two, there's just a lasting impression. Right. Now, let me ask you a question. So you, uh, I'm hearing this story. I'm hearing this journey. Have you able to apply it? Are you dating someone now that makes you happy, or are you single? I am single. I okay. am not dating anybody mm-hmm. at the moment simply because mm-hmm. most men that approach me are not to my standards. My standards okay, they're not qualified. are extremely high, but they're I not need qualified. qualifications, man. Yeah. Yeah, they're not qualified. Mm-hmm. They don't understand yeah. the hustle, and they don't understand the grind. Right, got to qualify. I totally understand. But that's the reason why I want people, before they have a child, before they really start dating, to get their money right so they can qualify to be a better man and a better woman so then they meet you at a certain time, you guys can win. Now, I just pulled up to my um, gate, went to the airport. I'm getting ready to take a flight out. So, to ladies and gentlemen, this is Miss Taya Diaz. Am I right, ma'am? Is that what I'm not right? We got it right now. We got okay, it. Okay. We're going for now. I'm going to say Taya. It's Taya <laughs> D. Please pick up her book. I think it's a fascinating story. I think that she has a lot to say, and I think it can inspire people. But at the same time, we're helping the kids out in her community. So to New York City, um, to everybody from the Breakfast Club, to uh, Shade 45, to all the um, um, Premium Pete and all the podcast people in this Tri-State, I want to thank you. And may your pain be champagne. And to you, Miss Taya. Denver, you up next. To the motherfucking K in the building, and may your pain be shamed, everybody. And darling, we stay in touch. You got my personal number, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you. You're welcome, darling. Talk to you soon. Take care. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.